Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shawnee Sudcast. <laughs> Epic Episode 3. Sponsored by Honda. Hello, and welcome to Episode 3 of the Shawnee Sudcast. With me, Shawnee.com. S to the E to the A to the N, I to the E dot com. We're going to bring you the show after these short messages from some of our sponsors. You're listening to W-E-L-I, Wheelie Radio, Radio, Radio. I've had an accident, and I think I might be entitled to compensation. (laughs) Fuck off, underdog, you lazy cunt. Stop having accidents and get a job. I'm going to get my solicitors onto you and the National Accident Helpline. If you've had an accident that wasn't your fault, stop being a clumsy cunt and learn to take some personal responsibility. Then call the National Accident Helpline on 0800 900 900. (laughs) That's 0800 900 900. Oh, not so smart now, are we? Suck my dog's bollocks. Thank you, Brian and Joe. So, feedback. Um, A lot of it has been encouraging. I've asked for topics and celebrities who you'd like to have on the show, and I've had quite a few suggestions so far. Keep them coming. Suggestions I've had is, yes, we understand uh, that you're a bitter man, uh, but your views are are rather negative. So could we have a little bit of positivity? So, uh, ladies and gents, please bear in mind that there will be some positivity a bit later in the show. So let me reassure you, ladies and gentlemen, that it's not all bitter, twisted and cynical, and it's not all negative. Some of it might be a little bit satirical. Okay, so hot topics. We've got two very hot topics for you this week. First and foremost, a suggestion from a very lovely Yorkshireman. You can find Steve on the web at www.stevestanduprimmer.co.uk. There's hyphens in between all those words. Steve spelt with a V www.steve-stand-up-rimmer.co.uk Jesus, Steve, get yourself a fucking memorable fucking domain name, for Christ's sake, you lovely man. Steve runs gigs uh, up in Hull, uh, proper gigs where people pay money um, and comedians get paid, and uh, I think he might run a gig or two in London as well, but uh, he's based in Hull, um, and he's a good, solid lad. Funny story, actually, of um, of how I met Steve Rimmer and uh, was out one night at an open mic gig with a very good friend of mine, uh, Lenny Sherman, who's now a huge international comedy star, uh, but at the time was up and coming. He'd only been going for a few months. Steve Rimmer had seen a video uh, that I'd put of Lenny on YouTube. Yeah, so we're at Rudy's Revenge one night. Uh, lovely little open mic gig, Bringer. Um, and I love Bringers because there's always punters. Um, so we're at this gig. Lenny did his turn. And uh, there was this guy sat down on a bar stool staring at me and Lenny. <laughs> I kept saying to Lenny, who's that character over there? He's staring at you. And he's like, I don't know. I've never met him. And then apparently um, Lenny went outside for a cigarette or something. And Steve Rimmer approached him and said, hey, oh, my name's Steve Rimmer. I'm from all." I've come down here to watch you. <laughs> Lenny's like, oh, really, mate? Oh, lovely, because Lenny's a bit of a geezer. He's like, oh, that's lovely, mate. Yeah, lovely. Incidentally, he's at lennysherman.co.uk. Much easier uh, domain name to find on the internet. So anyway, um, Steve Rimmer uh, says, approaches Lenny Sherman and says, I've seen you on Tintinet and I think you're great and I want to be a comedian. 
<laughs> so then he comes back inside and he says, fucking hell. He says, I think we've got a stalker, mate. I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, that bloke over there, he's come all the way from Hull. He's seen your video on the internet. <laughs> he's come down here to watch us. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's a bit spooky, isn't it? So we first met Steve thinking he was some kind of uh, mad stalker. Um, and of course, he's, he's quite a well-built lad with... Um, a military look about him, obviously, because he's a bomb disposal expert. Uh, <laughs> so we were a little bit concerned when we first met him. But he's a lovely fella. Yeah, he runs lovely gigs up in all. Um, and yeah, lovely, lovely man. Uh, the suggestion we had from you, Steve, was... Could we have a special celebrity guest on the show who was once an ice cream man and is now a dragon? Uh, yes, we've managed to get him. And could we talk about the business aspects of stand-up comedy, uh, specifically the business aspects of the open mic circuit. So yes, we're going to do that for you, Steve. Thank you very much for those wonderful suggestions. You're a lovely man. Also in the show, we'll be looking at another hot subject, which is very dear to my heart this week. Yes, the week I was banned from the Comedy Collective for having a point of view that was different. The subject, of course, is the comedy police. Um, so those interesting subjects are coming up on tonight's Shawnee Sodcast. As they say on the open mic circuit, strap in. So let's welcome our guest to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Duncan Bannertine. Hello. Hi, Duncan. How's it going? Very well. Pleasure to have you on the show. Hi. Great. Well, folks, you probably know uh, Duncan from the Dragon's Den TV show where people pitch business ideas. And I uh, had a chat with Duncan earlier the week, and uh, he's been approached several times by wannabe entrepreneurs with comedy-based business plans. Um, what did you make of those, Duncan? Hey, well, this character came on the fucking Dragon's Den one day. Can you remember his name? I can't even remember. Someone like Malcolm Wolf or something. Anyway, we ask him what he's looking for, what his business is, how much money he wants. He says, my name's Malcolm Wolf. My business idea is the blah de blah comedy gig. I want £10 million for 5% of my business. So we start having a look at his business plan and we say, all right, Mr. Wolf, how often do you run your gig? He's like, well, two, three times a week. And how much money do you charge people to get in? Oh, it's free, he says. So you've no revenue. Well, the landlord gives us 20 quid. Okay, and how much do you pay the people who are performing? Oh, well, they perform for free. Okay, how many punters you get in? Oh, sometimes as much as 20 or 30. Okay, so two or three times a week, you're charging 20 to 30 people. Fuck all. Your revenues are 20 plus 20 plus 20, 60 quid. Based on your demand for £5 billion for 1% of your stupid idea business, you value your business at £28 trillion, which is bigger than the gross national product of the entire universe. Uh, yes, that's right, he says, the stupid cunt. So I say to him, are you wasting my time, son? And he's like, no, no, I'm a successful comedy promoter. I've gigs all over town, two, three nights a week. And I just look him in the eyes and I say, son... Why are you doing this? There's no money in it. It's costing you money. Are you promoting these gigs? You're like, well, yes, you know, I, I, I spam Facebook groups and uh, occasionally I get flyers printed and we have a board outside that we put chalk on. I'm like, okay, son, how many hours a week are you spending on this venture? 
And he's like, oh, about 30 hours a week. Okay, 30 hours for 60 quid before your overheads. You're valuing your own time at two pounds an hour. Why are you doing this, son? Why are you doing this? Well, very, very good questions, um, Duncan. Why is he doing it? Well, I kept asking him that question. And all he could say was, I'm a hugely successful promoter. I've got a posse of comedy chums. I've got my own clique. We put brilliant gigs on. I said to him, son, you're hemorrhaging money. You're wasting your time. You're wasting my time. You look stupid. You act stupid. You're ugly. Old. You've got no talent. No real friends apart from your comedy clique. You lack intelligence, wit, business acumen. And you come here insulting me, asking me for millions of pounds for something that's worth fuck all. And he's like, oh, well, Michael McIntyre earned 20 million pounds last year. And I'm like, aye, good for him. He's no you. You're no him. You're a cunt. You're a wanker. You're a dickhead. You're a bastard. I hate you. You're no funny. You've got no business sense. And for that reason alone, I'm out. (laughs) So, yeah, that raises some interesting points. Um, Why are people doing this? I think the only explanation is um, they're empire building. They're in it for the ego trip. Aye, well, Mr. Wolf says to me, Oh, I've got thousands of people begging me every week for spots. I love people begging me for spots. It makes me feel so big and important. Yeah, well, that's obviously the only reason he's running a a freebie open mic gig. Aye, and a stupid cunt wants millions of pounds from me. Well, he can go boil his heat. (laughs) Yep, um, self-aggrandisement. I've met quite a few promoters that are obviously in this not for the money. It's purely a massive ego ride. And in my opinion, people who are on ego trips can be quite dangerous. Jesus, scary people. Hey, and apparently there's plenty of them like that in the world of comedy, promoting gigs. Okay, Duncan, so in terms of business sense and acumen, what would you say to any promoter who's running comedy gigs? Well, it's simple as this. If you're passionate about it, if it's your hobby, do it as a hobby, but still, you've got to cover your costs. Your worth, your time is worth something. The materials you put and the effort you put into promoting gigs is worth something. So, if you value yourself at nothing, if you value the acts that perform for you at nothing, don't expect anything else of the audience. Don't expect the audience to value it any higher than nothing. And that's why a lot of these stupid gigs have got fuck-all audience apart from the fucking performers and a few of their mates that they've dragged with them, kicking and screaming. I have to sit there and endure 16 people doing five minutes of shit about fucking oyster cards, night buses, internet dating, unexpected items in bagging areas, and the quaint observation that they might look like they're the love child of two ugly celebrities. Wise words indeed there, Duncan. Promoters, if you're doing this to make friends, to be surrounded by a needy bunch of attention-seeking, stage-time-hungry wannabes, good luck to you. God bless you. But don't pretend you're doing it for any other reasons. Be honest about your ego trip. Aye, and don't you be surprised when all those sycophants in your clique fuck off to another gig that's better than yours. Know that your house is built on a sandy foundation. Oh, and enjoy your trip. <laughs> Okay, Duncan, let's move on to uh, topic number two. Very hot topic this week. It's the comedy police. Yes, the comedy police have been back out in force. What do you mean there, son? I don't know what you mean, son. Who are the comedy police? Well, Duncan, good question. The comedy police tend to be university-educated, middle-class, white people, privileged You know, the type of comics that have floppy haircuts, wear skinny jeans, lunge a lot, and do that observational stuff. The comedy police get their power kick out of telling other comics what they can't do. 
Oh, so you mean they're comedians? Yes, they're comedians who get a buzz, a huge power kick out of telling other comedians what is and what isn't appropriate in comedy, what they can and cannot speak about. Usually it's based on their own personal politics. So in essence, they're Nazis. Yes, you could call them Nazis, you could call them Bolshevists. Both of them are extremists who will kill people who voice opinions that they don't like. In a word, bigots. Bigoted, naysaying bully boys. Well, that sounds quite severe. Tell us about your own experience. Well, this week, Duncan, I was banned from a shitty Facebook group, usually inhabited by a load of newbie open micers, young, fresh, innocent hopefuls, and quite hilariously filled with spot beggars. But not just your common or garden, can I have a spot, can I have a spot, I'm desperate for stage time spot beggars. No, hilariously funny spot beggars who are obviously begging for stage time, but deem themselves far too good to do any old stage time and attach a lengthy list of terms and conditions to their spot begging requests. Like, oh, can I have a spot, please? Can I have a spot? Please, please give me a spot. I regularly perform for no money because I love it. Terms and conditions apply. No fives, no bringers, no pay to play. Spot beggars with terms and conditions? <laughs> now you know a wee bit better and twisted about it. Bitter and twisted about the spot beggars. No, you idiot. Bitter and twisted about being kicked out of the comedy collective. Well, not at all, Duncan, no, because, in fact, I banned myself from the comedy collective a couple of years back. But you went back. Absolutely. I mainly went back with the intention of lampooning and satirising much of the fuckwittery that goes on in there. Actually, at the time I banned myself from the comedy collective, I set up a satirical parody of the group called the Comedy cunt Collective, <laughs> really to illustrate the fact that it was a gaggle of cunts, collectively cunting off. <laughs> Incidentally, the Comedy cunt Collective has 400 members, seven of whom are active. So the Comedy Collective is a gaggle of newbies. They've done three gigs and they're asking questions like, how do I get paid gigs? Alongside shed loads of posts from promoters who need acts for their freebie gigs. And of course, the good old needy spot beggars. It's time for... Positivity! Now, quite often, I have helped out these poor, desperate, needy newbies. In fact, I've written two blogs that cover 90% of the subjects that go on in that collective. Anyone who cares to look them up can find them. End of positivity. Back to dissing the comedy collective. Other than that, you just hang out there for a laugh. It tends to get comedians kind of taking the piss a little bit. Gets a lot of satirical posts. And one this week came from a young man, unfortunately named Joshua Hooker. <laughs> Imagine having a mum called Mrs Hooker. Oh dear. Anyway, Joshua put a post on there, obviously of a satirical nature, saying... The BNP are running a gig in Luton. We're looking for a headliner that pays £60. Blatantly a callback to something that was in the media a couple of years ago. Obviously fake, blatantly satirical in nature. And the thread grew to, I think, 120, 120 comments in the thread and 20 likes. 20 likes. Now, immediately, two members of the comedy police appear on this uh, satirical thread and start saying, oh, I don't think it's appropriate that you're advertising uh, a BNP gig in this forum. 
One of these objectors happens to be a massive bellend who's always offended on behalf of someone else. Most of the contact I've had with him has been about my views that sexism is rife in comedy with the plethora of female-only competitions and gigs. He's always reared his stupid head and said things like, Oh, well, actually, I'm a feminist. And, like, women are like, you know, you need to respect women. This is offensive to people of ethnic minorities. So, again, the bellend is offended on other people's behalfs. And I happen to point out to him that most of the black comics I know get offended by white comics who are offended on behalf of them, especially over something that's blatantly satirical. Isn't racist, is patently racial comedy, but not racist. It's not inciting any hatred. It's purely a simple satirical jape. And anyone of any intelligence can see that. But yes, the whole thread was deleted. And, you know, it doesn't really piss me off. Censorship pisses me off. Being told what I can and cannot talk about pisses me off. But the sadness of losing the thread was there was 120 comments from many different people, most of whom got the fact that this was purely and simply a satirical jape. Was the Bell End banned from the Comedy Collective as well? Uh, no, Duncan, the Bell End was not banned from the Comedy Collective. The said Bell End spent five hours sending me direct messages on Facebook. My phone was buzzing till 5am with his hissy fit rant. He's still in the Collective. I got kicked out for posting screenshots of his stalkerish PMs. And frankly, I'm glad. I don't want to be part of any group moderated by Nazis. Okay, so what are we going to do about the comedy police? Well, I think we should play them at their own game, Duncan. I think we should start telling the comedy police who say, Oh, you can't do that. That's misogynistic. You can't do that. That's racist. You can't do that. That's sexist. I think we should start telling these people they can't do that. It's about night buses. They can't do that. It's about oyster cards. They can't do that. It's about toasters. They can't do that. It's about unexpected items in bagging areas. It's about time they got a taste of their own medicine. Or you mean we should rise up and tell them what they can't do? Well, exactly. Who has the right to tell anyone what they can and cannot joke about? I think the bottom line, as far as I'm concerned, is anything is a subject for comedy. Yes, personally, I've been offended by certain things. Things like cancer, for example. I can be offended by jokes about mums with cancer because of my personal experience. But if the material's done in an offensive way and it's obviously targeted directly at me, obviously I'm going to be offended. But if there's no malicious intent, any subject can be broached in comedy and can actually be funny, even to those who are personally affected by whatever that subject may be. Okay, comedy police, you're no getting paid for this, and you're heading for a bloody nose. Exactly. Now, fuck off. Why do they do it, Duncan? Well, I think they do it for the same reasons that a lot of the promoters you see on their ego rides are doing it. They do it to make themselves feel good. They feel superior when they tell people what they're not allowed to say. Does that lead to a great nation of fearless comics who are exploring all and every avenues of funny? Or does it lead to a nation of right-on lefties telling us all what we're allowed to talk about? And a lot of other people walking around on eggshells. I don't know. Okay, well I can hear the police. I'm going home. Good night. Good night, Duncan Bannatyne. Thank you for joining us on this, the third edition of the Shawnee Sodcast. If you'd like an episode four of the Shawnee Sodcast, send me your suggestions. What topics would you like me to discuss? What personality, living or dead, would you like to have on the show? If you'd like to message me personally, go to Facebook and find The Comedy Cunt Lective.
If you'd like to make a stand for freedom of speech in comedy, make sure you post a link to this sodcast in the Comedy Collective on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. Be free with your words and don't let the Nazis put you down. Till next time. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>